welcome to the Radiant Design Living Show. This is a show about beauty, faith, and abundance, and a new paradigm to experience magic in everyday living. Hi, this is Donna Bell. And this is Deborah Brown. Hello, everyone. All right, so today we are going to talk about something that I think is going to be quite exciting, because no matter who you are, or what you do, or what you think, you're getting older every second. (laughs) So this is going to be about thinking about age. And Donna, you like to say that age is just a conversation. So let's have a conversation about that. Yeah, let's have a conversation about that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, because I just find it amazing. You know, I could be considered someone who's going to retire and be going into that whole throw of, oh, I'm going to travel the world and all that stuff. And I've worked a lot during my life. The thing is, is when I'm passionate about what I love, it's just an expression of who I am. And and I'm just including the fact that I can travel, okay? And that I can uh, have more opportunities for myself. But uh, the thing I found is that I was in a course one time, and it really woke me up. My background is I come from a grandma that the great-grandmother at uh, just close to 100 years old, she knew it was time for her to die, and even the doctors didn't think she would. And she gathered people around her and, and said her goodbyes and closed her eyes. And she had Native American in her. And... um and then my other grandmother is 98, and she used to say, you're as young as you feel. And and at, you know, 90 years old, she was still lifting her legs, laying in bed, you know, making sure she got her leg exercises. And so I'm gifted, you know, to be able to know that kind of legacy for me. But it's much more than that. Um, I was in a course one time, and... The leader was a landmark course, and it was a really wonderful leader that was up in front, and he was talking about, you know, letting everybody realize, you know, how we live in conversations in our life. And he was going on, and then uh, later he was talking about his father and the things his father was going through, and the next thing you know, he was relating to his father so much, he was talking about, you know, he didn't really look forward to the day he had to deal with all that, and And I just, it dawned on me how wrapped we are in a programming of the conversation of age. And I said to him, well, age is a conversation. He says, and it just shocked him. And he said, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. I never realized age is a conversation. And it changed him. It changed him instantly in his awareness, in the way he was relating to things, and even what he did with his life. So as I was pondering about this show, it brought up the fact that age is a conversation throughout our whole life. So how many times, Deborah, have you heard someone say, oh, my gosh, two-year-old, they're in the terrible twos? Absolutely. And Absolutely. what we don't and realize, then- go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and then in the teenage in the teenage years, a person gets kind of um, branded sometimes about you know how terrible a time that's going to be, 
and mm-hmm. and also even if they are um not branded as in, you know, you're going to be a bad child when you get to be a teenager and I'm going to have my hands full. There's still lots of stuff that um, that we think is going to be happening, and maybe it will and maybe it won't. Right, and that becomes gravity situations, okay? That's really good that you said that. So as we get older, we get more programmed into this way of thinking, of thinking that we know the way it's going to be, and we're imprinted by generational patterns in the belief systems, or we're imprinted by newscasts or whatever it is. Um, the uh, the thing is, is I I'll come back to this because I want to mention I watched a video the other day, and I laughed and laughed, and I found myself absolutely rejoicing, and it was about a uh, older lady's song, okay. And it involved, you know, every person, including, it was so funny, there were young people there, there were the uh, middle middle age and uh, more older, and they were all singing this song. And what was so obvious is they were all being fully expressed. And it didn't matter what age you were, they were just in the passion of expression. And they were, if they had, you know, um, a big, big behind, they were owning it and shaking it like a little bird, okay? Mm-hmm. If they had a real skinny, you know, they were being like the blue people in uh, Avatar, okay? You know, the <laughs> way that swing is and the depth and the going to the knees and all that. But it was just... If you looked at these women, they were all in a different expression of being fully alive. And uh, and what I saw is, is we start programming ourselves. We program our children from the time they're two. And I really understand this because when I came out of the coma, I know you guys know, a lot of you know that I went through a death experience and was in a coma when I came out of the coma, I had to feel and um, come back into life all over again. The nerves have to turn on, okay? All my organs had completely uh, shut down. And um, it would be so easy to be thrown as I was going through this process of life. And believe me, it isn't that I didn't get depressed sometimes. I didn't get upset. But I kept being guided the way that I could move through it and experience it. And as I did, I just, the joy and aliveness of my body as it turned on was just so exquisite that I was just grateful no matter what the condition is of every moment. And I found that there was no judgment in any of it. Now, it doesn't mean there were moments that I wasn't judging, like, am I ever going to walk? Am I ever going to... But I slowly dispensed with that. I would release those thoughts. I saw that those thoughts were gravity. And aging is a gravity kind of uh, experience for the body. And we have diminishing thoughts and always looking into the future or trying to control it the way it is. Then those become very diminishing thoughts. And they become concrete, and they become lines that weigh you down 
on your body. What I found was, is the more that I was able to recognize it for whatever the thought was or whatever the feelings were, recognize them for the clarity of what I was really experiencing, not necessarily what this past was given me. Um, things began to shift with my body. And I saw that we really do have a choice. And there's a lot of uh, thought out there right now with really, you know, people that live a certain way that they call the 60s the new 40s. And they call the 80s the new 60s. And they're watching people have this effervescence about them living from a passion that they're realizing that they can have no matter what age it is. So what are your thoughts on that, Deb? Well, let's when I when you started talking about that um that 40 or 60 is the new 40, I am reminded that my brand that I have had with my husband now for the past seven years, probably, I think it's about that long, is the boomer and the babe. And, you know, the the babe part was meant to be tongue-in-cheek, you know, um, and, and we always say that he's the babe and I'm the boomer, you know, so it's kind of funny when we're in, in public and we talk about our brand. But it's um, it's interesting that our tagline is, at 50, you're just getting started. Mm-hmm. and. And now I'm actually 60, I'm 61, and I feel like I'm just getting started every single day. I'm just getting started. I have such an attitude and such a, um, you know, that that thing you're saying about having an expression of being fully alive, I am exactly living that way. So Mm -hmm. I believe that when when I wrote up our little description and I said that Radiant Design Living starts with a Radiant Design Attitude, about yourself, whatever age or stage, I really feel that way myself. And I like to model that and hope that other people that meet me um, have that experience and then maybe walk away and go, you know what, I need to to get a little more um, vitality going in my life or a little more youthful thinking or whatever. So I believe that we do... um, uh, wear ourselves down, and, and that gravity thing is really, you know, um, some of it you can't help. You know, gravity is going to do what it does on your physical body, but when your attitude is is bright and brilliant and beautiful, I believe your eyes start to sparkle like you're bright, beautiful, and, and you know what I'm saying? It's just right. it's an attitude that starts inside. And the gravity can shift on your body, too. You know, suddenly you'll... You start walking, you swim, you do things, and your body responds. All the body wants to do is have you be able to nurture it. Nurturing it is not to have. We live in a world right now. I'm going to talk about something that some of you may not understand. But we've had so many different planetary alignments. And because I'm a coach... I can verify that, you know, I see the kind of calls that come in and the kind of support I am to people, even when I'm not coaching, that are going through these times, that these planetary alignments occur. And and so much is going on, I want to share with all of you, that the past is coming up hot and furious, okay? There are certain uh, forces 
on this world that want to pull us into a darker side. They want to pull us into our fears. They want to pull us into our anxieties. They want to pull us into, oh, I can't control anything. They want to pull us into, this is the end, I lost my job. They want to pull us into that. And the truth is, in a radiant design world, there is a world that is available to you that is as pure and glistening as the rainbow. There is a world that is available to you in this experience of connection with beauty that organizes on behalf of you. As you're willing to keep going through these conversations that are given by the past that are the gravity that keep reinforcing situations that keep you in a way of wanting to control things and be fearful and not trust in a flow. And as we can refrain from dancing with these negative limiting beliefs, these systems that are coming up from our generational systems, our families, it isn't just us. We're in a planetary kind of, you know, clearing going on. So that if you find yourself having these thoughts or negativity, stop. Just notice them. You can say cancel. You can say bless, judgment. In any of those thoughts, as you release them, you can also ask, does this belong to me? And when I had to go through recovering from the coma and everything else, I got real clear that was a living world. Does this belong to me? Every time I'd ask, it's like it would just suddenly disappear. If I get to the point that I could be that aware and and ask the question. Living in the question of, you know, how am I going to do this? God will reveal it. Things will come to you. But if you think you're going to drive it, then you get to have what you're willing to have versus what you're meant to have. To have world, as I came to realize, is a meant to have has nothing to do with how I think it's going to go. I can get the inspiration and everything, but let it have its own power. Let it have its own design so that it lives upon me the way it's meant to be. And it's is it challenging? Do I end up having to rise to the occasion in the most unbelievable ways? Yes. But, you know, I realize that those occasions are going to be there anyway. If I'm not doing it in a passionate, power-focused, responding way, then I'm going to get it in a negative way, and I'm going to do it as a power-focused, move it through, barely breathing, made it through. Either way... It's what's up is that movement. Does that make sense, Deborah? It does. And what I'm hearing you say then is that the radiant design world is the meant-to-have world. Mm-hmm. And that process of trusting and flow is also letting go of that control, which... We do have control over our attitudes, but we don't have control over outcomes of other people, of 
you know, our physical world because there's there's other things that are happening, forces, um, you know, nature, things that are going on that we don't have any control over, but we can control the attitude. So I think that's why I like coming back to the radiant design attitude because I think that is so important um, to that whole trusting in flow, trusting in yourself. And I love that you said that question that you can ask, does this belong to me, is um, is brilliant. Does this belong to me? Because who else might it belong to? It might be that it belongs to your, your mother who died five years ago. Exactly. You know, an attitude or a, a belief. Um, so that one I'm going to have to really uh, pull into my toolbox uh, as as one of my things that I'm I I'm going to correct something. I'm going to correct something. There's no toolbox in the radiant design world. It's the gift. So this lives in a gifting world. And I I write it in my books and everything. And this is what you're just becoming aware of, Deborah. So it's not just a it's just to clarify that in the radiant design world it's a gifting world. If you turn around and use it as a tool, then you're in the masculine as a woman. And you're not able to receive the fullness of what it's meant. When it's in a gift, it's a never-expanding gift. When it's in a tool, it's in your hands the way you use it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's it a very important thing for all of us to be able to note because the minute I started to ever think of it as a tool... And I don't, believe me. I mean, I, I live in this world so much. But if I were to think of it as a tool, it would stop giving to me. As I receive the gift of what this living world is, um, there are ways that they, they organize on behalf of me. It's a living intelligence, the living physical world. And it's a, a, a world that is not one unless we've really been connected to the physical in a feminine way, which is what I mean, receiving. Receiving the gift. Anytime I make the mistake of going into, oh, I need that, uh-uh, I just killed what it is of my receiving. In other words, it's become a quiver in the bow. Quiver in the, what is it? A bow in the quiver. That's what it is. And um, and as you receive in this blessed feminine reality for men and women, then it's a receiving that will keep expanding, and that's where the agelessness comes in. So I just experience age as this gorgeous expansion of the fullness of all that have been in my life. I don't I don't even attribute to death. You know, I don't I mean I feel sad when people die. You know that I love and that I care for. Even on Facebook if people are having a hard time, I'm in there. I'm always in relationship with them. I'm always praying with them because I know the pain that so many people are going through. But the thing is is that Every age that I am accounted for in every, you know, every year is delicious to me. It's an expansion of my space, you know. I mean, it's like, wow, you know, it's like no different than being able to receive the 
the gorgeousness of the rainbow. And in that moment, experience it at a whole new level than I've ever experienced it before. On behalf of me, on me for it, on me for the gloriousness of the rainbow, and it's this participatory world. And I have a thought that my great-grandmother, with the Indian heritage and everything, she worked hard, I know that, but she had a heart that was so happy. And... uh I don't, she just gave, she lived her life in such a mode that could be different now because she could have, now she could take care of herself more, you know, than what she did because those are pretty hard times. But um, this expansion, this expansion includes the passion of who I am, the passion of how to keep balanced in my life with the amount of things going on, uh, the passion of what it is to be present with the beauty in a way that I haven't received it in that moment up till then. It's it's just the receiving. And so as you're talking about, it is, it's a meant to. Uh, so many people live out of what they're willing to have. I'm willing to have this, even if it's a really great, great willing to have, okay? It could be that I'm willing to have a million dollars, and it's just everything I could ever imagine. I don't need anything more than that. Then that's a conclusion. And the universe could have given you much more, but it can't give to you when you have a conclusion. So I'm realizing this conversation is leading to I don't have a conclusion about death, and I don't have a conclusion about age. And I definitely don't have a conclusion about, you know, every time when I catch myself in a conclusion, I release it. Because it's just, it's a state of control. So that took us in a different direction. It did. (laughs) It, It did. And it does happen because your principles that you have been uh, writing about and talking about are different. They are expansive. Um, mm-hmm. They are um, kind of, uh, you know, it's it's interesting how much joy there is in what you're talking about because it is bigger than what we are probably thinking is possible. In other words, it's mm-hmm. it's bigger. And it is um, totally of God. I want you to know, everyone, that this is not something made up. I went to the other side. I experienced what I experienced and recovered through it and then was told what I was to write, what I experienced on the other side. Which is really cool because I had to live through it, so it was getting easier and easier. No wonder it took four years to get to the point I could even begin to write. Because I had to live inside it. Right. That's just a note. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So are you finding that this radiant design attitude that I've kind of dubbed it for the day um, Mm -hmm. is really something that you can share with other people in conversation when you're out and about? Um, Is it something that comes up or do you just own it right now and you're talking about it right now and you're going to write about it. No, what happened is is 
I, I can meet people on street corner and have the most amazing conversation in 35 seconds. I met a woman last night when I was getting ready for this big event I'm going to, and uh, I asked her, she was a part of the team last night, Deborah, she was sitting right next to me, and I asked her to look at the card that you and I had been going over, okay, and she saw instantly everything, you know, but here's what's interesting. I knew I was to have a graphic artist soon, okay, and here's this woman sitting next to me at Kinko's while I'm getting out this night job, okay, that I didn't think I was going to be there. And I needed to be there. It was my meant to receive. Because if I wasn't there at that time, I wouldn't have met the woman that's now going to be a graphic artist with me. It's just Fantastic. profound. Fantastic, yeah. yes. I mean, that's what a meant to have happen is. And if I... If I had bought into, oh, I'm too tired, I can't do this, we've got to come away from the machine, you know, we'll just have to start over later. If I'd have bought into everything that was pounding at me, I just let go and knew that I needed to hang in there and and that the machine operated a certain way and we had to stay there or we'd lose our data. And uh, And then she walks in and becomes this huge expansion of space. So it's like, it's not going to be easy. I just want you to know, it's not something you can control what this world is that's occurring. I don't mean the radiant design world, I mean the world that's occurring. We're discovering more and more that we can't just control it the way we thought we could. And the thing is, and if you think that, oh, well, it all lives inside you know, law of attraction and your feelings, that's helpful. That's wonderful. And there's another expansion to this. There's an expansion that's even beyond that. And when you know the principles within the radiant design world and how magnificent it is living within this feminine reality of receiving, there are systems and beauty and design that will actually organize on behalf of you beyond what your mind could ever conceive. So I'll write down, so this might be helpful to everyone, I'll write down thoughts that I have of the direction that I sense it might go. It might be going. I don't write them as a goal. I just write them down. I let them be. And then all of a sudden, and I have no holding pattern on it and I have no conclusion, but I'll go ahead and write it down. I'll write down what my energy robber is. I'll write down what my energizer is. I'll just write them down. And then as I, as my day goes on or a couple of days, I have the most magical kind of happenings. And all of a sudden I'll see that the things that I wrote down that I didn't know how they were going to, you know, all of a sudden they kind of show up as components in different ways. So the night before last, before my day started yesterday, I'd written all these things down. It seemed impossible. You know, there was, how in the world am I going to get this all done before my trip? And I just thought, well, i just write them down. Yesterday morning, I'll bet I, I, I completed somewhere by noon between 20 or 30 items. Some of them completed themselves automatically, some of them ended up that I 
suddenly had this awareness, you know, of exactly where a certain item was that allowed for it to be, you know, make it a thousand times easier, whatever it was. But I was in the flow. I was in the openness of of being able to let whatever it was that was meant to happen with it occur on behalf of me. And I always live what I teach. You know, I organize. I live in a a beautiful space, not out of a you know out of my tidiness, not out of this is the way I have to have it. It's not that. I live out of the connection of it and the breath of it, and the beauty it is each moment to be connected to that kind of space around me. And then it gives. But if I were to leave it all cluttered up, it wouldn't give to me in the same way. And if in one day I didn't listen to what I was doing to clutter it up, I'd be in trouble. Go ahead. I was just going to say this is one of the uh, one of the principles that you coach on, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, and the thing is, to please know, when it comes to cleaning, I'm talking about a sacredness, and uh, when it comes to age, you know, we're we're cleaning up our thoughts. We're recognizing the sacredness of me as a being, an ageless being, this wonderful, rich, you know, heart-filled woman that's totally open to being able to dance with beauty and to receive the colors and receive the the flow and receive the healing of the way that it's meant to be in my body and uh, and recognize that by giving it nutrition, by doing my exercise, by taking care of me that way. But not as, oh, I need to do this. It's out of a loving endeavor of my relationship to who I am inside beauty of who I am. I like that. I also like that the AARP commercial that runs pretty often uh, shows a woman who is walking in nature, and she's coming towards the camera down a path, and she's saying, I'm in my 60s. I've got lots of living left to do. Big plants. And the way she says it and the way she looks, there's such a vibrancy to it and it's so appealing that it does a couple things for me. It makes me want to go and take a walk. It uh-huh. makes me appreciate, yeah, it makes me appreciate uh the beauty of her surroundings and her face and how attractive she is. Not that she's you know, made up like a beautiful woman. She's just out in nature, and it's just she a very attractive. She is a beautiful woman. She is yeah. a beautiful woman. <laughs> yeah, I know. But my my point is that she is um, enjoying, and and I get that she really is enjoying what she's saying, and it just really is a very appealing concept. So I I I I've, I've loved that commercial, and I always stop and and watch it, even though I know exactly what she's going to say. I think that's awesome, and I I think. Something that comes to mind for me, too, I didn't used to feel that people with rings in their noses, young women, were beautiful. You know, it I kind of like the ring in the nose kind of like made me get a little angst, okay? Just mm-hmm. feeling the pain of it, okay? But it's like when you don't come from a conclusion, you're not in judgment, and I can just receive 
exactly the way it is. With the beauty of this gal who loves to be able to adorn herself that way and feels the way she does and and see the and recognize the beauty with her and recognize the moments and but you know it's also to be able to be with someone who's homeless that's craggy that doesn't smell well and be able to recognize the beauty of this person to be able to recognize not just soul Maybe they smell a little bit, but to recognize them and the beauty of how valiant they are, that they're still here, you know? It's like, how much is there that we can keep recognizing that's beyond any kind of judgment? And that's that's what happened when we used to go into the houses, and we'll go into the houses again now. When we used to go into the houses of the most serious, disenfranchised families and the conditions and... I mean, I'm talking extreme. But what I was so amazed at was the beauty. The beauty of their courage. The beauty of their willing to go through this shift. The beauty of being an example to all of us. You know, that we all have a closet to clean. I learned so greatly from these magnificent people. And then, as they were given the opportunity, how how quickly they learned and how quickly they began to experience and allow for the beauty of who they are. And and that's the and I think of our little children, go back to the two year old. It it's hard to not be in judgment, you know, because of the pattern of how things have been, you know, with children and things. But I just realized that we can program that little two-year-old. We can program the six-year-old. We can hug her and think, oh, you're just so wonderful. I just, I, I just, you know, am so concerned when you're going to be 12 or when you're going to be 16. You know, how this kind of lovely little uh, child is going to be uh, out there in the world. And, and see, we've already projected that literally becomes something that affects that child. And exactly. so that age is a conversation. Exactly, exactly. So to kind of um, put a bow on this gift that you're talking about receiving, um, what would you say is one thing that a person could do today to activate a radiant design attitude about age? Um. Write down the desires of your heart, no matter whether you think you're old, you're too old or not, and acknowledge them. Those desires of your heart have lived in you, okay? The To really be able to receive what it is, and without judgment. When we have the judgment, oh, well, I never did that. Oh, well, I never will. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. It doesn't allow you to let it be, let it release for whatever it is that's meant to be there. So without any judgment as you write, what really energizes you? What really was an energy robber? You know, perhaps you thought that you're, uh, perhaps you think that a divorce was an energy robber. Until you can recognize 
what it really taught you about being in that situation, about how much you grew, about what the trainer in that marriage was to you and how it forced you to have to see things that you've never seen. I had to see things when I came through the coma. I had to see things that really weren't real. And I wrote them all down in the book, and believe me, they seemed tenuous. But after I wrote them down, they just kind of disappeared. And so to be able to to be able to recognize, I think a vital thing about anything. Um, so for me, every year is an expansion. Every year is, wow, you know, what's in the gift box, okay? Um, the uh, But not from an age, from a... Uh, wisdom, okay, just that expansion of wisdom. And I wouldn't want to go back to any age. I wouldn't trade my wisdom right now for anything and the discernment I have. So maybe you have discernment. Maybe a person, maybe as an individual, you're feeling really ill. It's okay. Write it down. Write down what those thoughts and feelings are. Don't judge them. Don't come to a conclusion about them. Just let them be. They need a space to be. When they're inside us, they become a resistance. And I understand that. When my hand was as deformed as it was, I couldn't hold a glass. Now, if you don't think that isn't like a test, the test is when I would hold a glass if I was going to hold it that day. And, you know, I had to, uh, in the beginning, I used plastic glasses. But still, it was a sadness for me when I couldn't hold it, okay? Then I began to notice the judgment I had about it. Then I began to notice underneath the judgment the fear. Then I noticed what it was in the future about how my hand was. And it just, uh, it taught me. Every time I dropped the glass, it taught me how I was, uh, you know, all the fears, the concerns, the, oh, this isn't going to work, I'm never going to do this, I'm never going to be any better, who am I to think? You know, I mean, that's all the dark side. That's all these energies that are coming up on the planet right now. We don't have to dance with them. As you write them down, they can go. They can be released. And whatever you're meant to know about something actually will be revealed. You could write all these thoughts down that you have that are joyful, that are wonderful, that are dark, whatever they are, and just ask, what am I meant to know about this? And believe it or not, that well, I won't even say that. What happens is, is when you have a question, there is a way that revealing occurs. Is that helpful, Deborah? It is, and I also uh, am reminded of when you when you said the um, one question to ask is, does this belong to me? I would imagine that that will come up a couple of times in this exercise of writing down the desires of your heart. Exactly. Especially if you, if you slip back into some judgment, which uh, this takes practice. Human, to, human condition. Yeah, to, uh, to notice it and and 
pop out of it or do something different. Yeah, so that you then, you'll, I'm sure you'll be asking, does this belong to me <laughs> all day long today? So that's uh-huh. great. Yeah. It is very great. And and the other thing is, one, uh, the mind is not always your best friend, just to let you know that. It was not my best friend when I was coming through this. The thing that was my best friend was my connection to the beauty, to the space of what it was providing. That was my best friend. And the thing is, is that there's another thing that's not our best friend at any point, expectation, assumption. Anytime you have an expectation about something, you can become sorely disappointed. Expectation is a control of space. So if you have an expectation that you're going to live and you're going to do this and this and this, that's a control of space. You're not really living in the moment. You're expecting out there the way it's going to be, and you don't know how it's going to shape you. But when you can live each moment, and I don't mean just the now, this is going to sound strange, the now of how everybody occurs is now. I'm talking about being in a now that is this awareness that is expanding on behalf of you in the moment greater and greater than you could ever know. And, you know, who am I being and living in an expanded now beyond anything I've ever known? Just posture that question. And then just allow for what it is that might show up out of that. I think that is a great thing to lead us into a weekend where we can probably get out in nature and, uh, you know, think about the beauty that's outside, which Mm -hmm. a lot of times I find that I am inside way too much. So I think I'll take my own advice, and I think I will take a walk in nature with my grandchildren who are coming to visit me today, me and my husband, and I think we will go out and play and then How I will wonderful. write and then I will write down the desires of my heart and see where that leads me because I think I'm going to be quite excited. That's wonderful. And quite and excited. the thing is I celebrate with you now cuz you know the the moment that you identify it you're already in that experience. That's great. That's that's I like that. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, let people know how to get hold of you as we wind down here. Yes, we have thegloryofhome.com. Very soon, the business site goes up. That's just uh, wait until you see it, everybody. You have not seen a website like this. I promise you. And talk about space. But in the meantime, gloryofhome.com. It's got a way you can go in and be able to, you can download the ebook, you can come in and listen to the other shows, and uh, this is just going to be a progression. Uh, other sites are going up. There's just um, first of the year, there will be courses that will be running that you can be able to know about. If you go in and get the ebook, I just want you to know that will allow me to have. Uh, contact information for you to be able to know the magnificent things that we have that are coming out. I mean, products that you have never known existed 
are uh, being brought forth. The book, um, we're hoping to hit the market by November, and The Art of Space, Legacies of the Master, and it's glorious. I mean, I am so excited inside this and the acknowledgement that it is with the masters of Steve Jobs, Picasso, and Michelangelo, and how misinterpreted they were. And it's it's an amazing book of a journey that touches your soul as you learn how these great men changed the entire world out of their surrender to what God, uh, literally, what was there with God so profoundly, changed the history. So thank you so much for today. It's been wonderful to talk about history. History is the reversal of age. Okay, it's like we think history is going a certain direction, but when it when a whole epic is shifted because of Picasso and everything that he did, and it transformed the world of art, that shifted time and that shifted age. So imagine wow. if your life could be given by that. That would be that would be something that I hope everyone will look forward to that book. I know that it's going to be amazing. I know it's amazing. It is amazing. And so it is. So thank you, everyone, for being with us. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. And make it radiant. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bless you.